Hi there, I'm Tom Field. I'm Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group, talking about top tips for choosing endpoint security. And it is my privilege to be speaking with Pat Correa, Product Marketing Manager with Cisco Security. Pat, pleasure to speak to you today. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me. So we're here at the end of one year heading into another. Why are endpoint security decisions more critical going into 2023 than they've ever been before? Yeah, I would say, Tom, that um, making security decisions, especially for the endpoint, yeah, I would definitely agree uh, with a lot of our customers. And what they're thinking about is supporting the hybrid workforce. And they think it's critical for endpoint security. And it's no kidding. Whether you call it hybrid workforce or work from anywhere workforce or, or just work, uh, it's really important because of the fact that uh, a lot of the endpoints specifically are off-premise now. And uh, we, that's kind of backed up by, uh, and we could say that because uh, Gartner helped us survey uh, 100 IT professionals and the top criteria for selecting endpoint security, which is sort of what our conversation is about, was the ability to support the hybrid workforce. So that's that's really important to make those security decisions. And you know, you may wonder, okay, why why is that? Well, uh, you know, there's the known reasons. Uh, the uh, fact that uh, bad actors uh, reuse software, they're very intelligent. They have an economic model. They have DIY kits. Uh, there's the unknown. Uh, you know, do bad actors have a vision? As an example, um, bad actors will use methods and targets we haven't thought of before. So again, these security decisions are real critical. Talk to me about the adversaries. How do you see them taking advantage of unsecured endpoints today? Well, you know, on that one, Tom, we can go super basic and. Uh, some things you probably uh, uh, people have thought of before and other ones maybe not so much, but um, the, the real, uh, I would say vulnerability to a certain extent is of course is authentication. Um, you know, that's, that's really huge. And of course we're talking about unsecured endpoints, meaning the uh, software isn't, uh, endpoint security software isn't resident on the devices. Then there's also patch updates, or maybe I should say lack of patch updates. There's also rogue endpoints. By the way, instead of we seeking and destroying those out, we seek and deploy our software. So, so that's really important to have the, the capability from your security vendor to do that. But then there's other things like out of policy, you know, which creates vulnerabilities. They're not really protected. Social engineering, that's typical. It's been around for a long time and will continue. And then there's the other thing about basically not deploying your endpoint security correctly. So that, that also creates problems by not actually having, uh, for, for lack of better words, installed your security solution properly. What does that result in? Well, you know, malware that can lie in wait, to malware that can traverse the infrastructure and so forth and cause havoc uh, either now or later on. So, Yeah, you, you, you've got five tips for endpoint security. I want to ask you about them and what you want our listeners to take away from them in particular. First one block more effectively. Yeah, so so what this is about, of course, is one of the main uh, reasons uh, and priorities, obviously, to, uh, you know, protect your uh, endpoints and also your uh, defend your infrastructure is to block malware that can 
either cause damage immediately or hide or do other things that uh, are unwanted, of course, uh, which can lead to a breach. So uh, Cisco, like you know, other security uh, endpoint security vendors, deploy engines, you know, to reduce the attack surface, and we do that in a multifaceted uh, prevention uh, way or method. There's also posture assessments and risk-based vulnerability management, which we'll, I think we'll talk about that one later. But to kind of give you an example. <clears throat> We've got uh, of, of how we block more effectively. We've got cloud-based reputation lookup, which uh, monitors I/O operations in the you know like copy moves, executions, and so forth in memory, so we can actually track what's peculiar. And then we also have for the uh, endpoints that are offline, we still have a, a traditional signature-based antivirus that runs off these. Uh, the endpoints that are offline to afford some protection. Another example would be, uh, you know, fileless malware attacks, which is a little sort of semi-ambiguous to people, you know. So that's a, so we uh, defend uh, these memory-based attacks by detecting the malware that attempts to manipulate the memory space in different ways. Uh, and attaching onto legitimate running processes. So those we have more behavior-based detection and network flow correlation, but I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. We certainly have more examples of how to how we block these threats, and we do it quite effectively. Your second tip, see more accurately. What do you want our listeners to take away from that? So, you know, really what we're looking there is, is to have some unique insights and not just as an example, not just some alert and then leaving our customers of wondering, what do we do with this? What's really important is to have context rich ma malware knowledge base and meaning that means knowing what types of threats they are, uh, understanding the indicators of compromise and also not only just the, the threat intel, but being able to search and find and investigate these threats or uh, potential threats. And so the tools uh, are there to help our customers be able to do that. So that's, that's pretty much what we mean by see more accurately, essentially unique insights that are supported by our security solution. Your third tip, react faster. Which customer wants to have a long dwell time for threats inside their infrastructure? I, I would say none. Uh, the faster that uh, our customers can respond to threats and obviously more accurately, uh, obviously the better off they're going to be. And so uh, we have uh, a lot of capabilities on automation and orchestration to help the uh, analysts with their workflows to relieve some of the uh, the burden of that would be manual tasks as an example, and to help identify uh, which threat it is and some level of understanding what the vulnerability is with risk assessment as well too. And um, being able to prioritize these threats, which is like super important. Uh, as an, a quick example on that one, I mean, who wants to go after a threat that is not particularly that critical and spend a lot of time on it? And I would say everyone would raise their hand saying, hey, I want to go after the, the high priority ones because those are the ones that could cause the most damage. 
So that's where the priority comes in. And the only way you know about priority, of course, is having great threat intel. And uh, there's different ways to do that. And one of them obviously happens to be EDR, XDR, and so forth capabilities. So that's that's pretty important. And then if you if our customers don't have time to uh, react faster, uh, there's always managed services and the the ability to have uh, one click response actions, meaning all of the work is done, it's prioritized, and basically do one click. I want I want this action, yes or no. So we offer that as well too. Your fourth tip: make integration work for you. What do you mean by that? Yeah, don't don't we all want to have an investment that works for us, right? What's important here on, on uh, endpoint security uh, is having a portfolio of security solutions that that work together and they work eloquently and efficiently as well too. So one aspect of that is we have a fantastic API library that can connect our uh, Cisco portfolio together, but as well as third-party solutions as well too. So we share information and so forth. So that's that's really important as well too, because we live in a world where we have a lot of different customers, a lot of different needs and requirements. And with an API library, such as what we have, it helps to expand and, and create a better fit for, for those customers, whether or not they have the full Cisco security portfolio or not. So that's that's really important. And then as well as the, the actual integration aspect, I think I, I talked about the APIs, but you know what's the real outcome of that? The outcome is you, you can make better, faster decisions. And then of course, the, the real outcome is to feel confident that the decisions you made were the right ones and that results in less risk to to your organization. Pat, fifth and final tip: harness threat hunting. So you know why why is threat hunting important? Uh, well, there's threats that uh, that may enter your your organization, your infrastructure. There's uh, threats that may lie in wait, and there's threats that you may not know that uh, you may find retrospectively, meaning looking back and at what what uh, types of files or malware could possibly be there. So to, to help with that, uh, there's different ways to do that with uh, Cisco endpoint security. So we have a uh, advanced tool called Orbital, uh, which is a query-based Orbital, which uh, has uh, a package of uh, something around 200 uh, pre-packaged queries that help identify uh, indicators of compromise. So that's that's fantastic. And, we, and for our customers that actually use it, we get we have great responses for it. They, they're very, very happy with it. And reason why is because they're finding threats that they didn't they couldn't normally find with, without a, a, an advanced search tool. The other aspect of this is uh, we have a Talos organization that uh, is comprised of hundreds of engineers. A lot of them have worked in the SOC, security SOC, I should say, Security Operations Center, and have had roles, uh, for example, like tier one, tier two, tier three, that had director roles and so forth. They also do threat investigation, forensics and so forth. So what I'm saying is that there's a lot of, I would say, expertise there. 
and customers can employ Talos to help uh, probably a couple of ways. One is uh, we offer a solution where Talos can use your uh, Cisco uh, endpoint security uh, solution and uh, you know deployment to work with that and help do some of those uh, threat hunting capabilities. But then there's also managed services where threat hunting can be pretty much completely managed uh, itself uh, with that service. All in all, what those will do is, uh, again, boost your confidence that uh, the threats uh, have been neutralized and, uh, frankly, help you to sleep uh, at night. Now, you've talked about elements of Cisco's endpoint security approach. What would you like to say holistically about how you're helping customers respond to all these challenges we discussed and to be able to adopt these five tips? Yeah, so there's kind of like, I would say, like two general aspects to this, right? One, it would be the tools, you know, as an example, like uh, Cisco security solutions, not just endpoint security, but all the other uh, solutions like email security and firewall and and gateway and so forth, that type of thing. So there's the tool aspect, but then there's also the best practices aspect of it, meaning, hey, Cisco, you have all this expertise and this experience. How do you recommend we go about this? And how do I use your tools? How do I, uh, what kind of uh, best practices can I implement in my SOC and, and why, as an example? So uh, let's talk on the practical technical side first. You know, we have comprehensive uh, best practice guides, you know, that help with the initial deployment and, and ongoing management, which is obviously pretty important, as well as a thriving community that uh, champions knowledge base uh, training as well, too. So, I mean, there's a lot of expertise there that's outbound and helpful to our customers. And then we are also holding, uh, I would say constantly holding workshops and webinars so customers are made aware of the how-to, right? You know, it's like, uh, okay, it, not surprisingly, there's some customers that we have that didn't know that the capability that they had and were very happily surprised and couldn't wait to, to actually use that aspect of the tool. So so uh, it's kind of funny, but, you know, th- that's awesome. And, and the only way... Uh, you know, the majority of our customers are going to know is, is that uh, we keep helping them. I mean, that's that's basically it. The other one, uh, the other aspect, of course, um, is f- being forward looking. So it's ongoing research and investment in the future with our roadmap. Right. I mean, because, you know, it's, it's part of a, a there is listening to customers and collaborating with our customers to ensure that we are developing solutions that meet or exceed their needs. So, so there's a couple of ways that we're, we're helping there, Tom. Now here's a question you always get from the customers. What about the analysts? What are they saying about your endpoint security approach? Yeah. What about those analysts? <laughs> so, so, you know what, I'm going to uh, answer this question a, a little bit differently, but I will answer the question. So if we go high level, what is the industry saying about uh, our endpoint security approach? Because in the industry, as you uh, well know, there's, um, you know, what what are the customers saying? What are the analysts saying? What are third-party testing saying? So we we really focus on those three areas because they're all important. And so ultimately, as far as the customers go, they decide with their wallet, right? 
you know, it has a lot to do with uh, our approach and how they think that we can help them deliver that the outcomes that they're looking for, which is absolutely super important because we want them to be resilient and uh, to be able to secure what's next coming up as we started off this conversation, which was about 2023 and beyond. So related to that, Forrester help us, helped us uh, do a survey of our endpoint customers and they actually have a total economic impact report. Uh, and our customers, there was five of them in there and they achieved a fantastic ROI with our stuff. So, uh, and payback in less than six months, which was pretty cool. So uh, that's what Forrester helped us uh, with. And then of course, uh, from the analyst point of view, customers seek their opinions and uh, they get their uh, analyst opinions in you know, client meetings and or reading the reports from the, uh, from the analysts. But I'd say we are doing pretty well with the analysts and hey, still with room to improve. <laughs> you know, I'm doing that with our roadmap, obviously, as well, too. But analysts like our EDR, XDR, Thread Intel, you know, from Talus and so forth. We talked about some like things like advanced search, uh, orchestration and so forth. And, you know, obviously why that's important, why the analysts think it's important is because we basically prioritize the threats, remediate them faster, more efficiently and have the outcomes that customers want to see. But, you know, besides our customers, that third one I mentioned was the, uh, the third-party testing. Case in point on that one, we have uh, AV comparatives results, which was uh, recent, I think it was last month. And they have us on top of uh, nine other competitors. So we're really uh, pleased with how that one turned out. Very happy about that. But, you know, all of this background for all of this is actually on our Cisco Secure Endpoint What's New page. So our customers and listeners can just head over there to Cisco Secure Endpoint What's New, and uh, a lot of this background is there. <laughs> no, Pat, I appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing all you have on Endpoint Security. All right. Thank you, Tom. Okay. You just heard from Pat Correa, Product Marketing Manager with Cisco Security. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you giving us your time and attention today.